everything's bigger in Texas, including climate change. That's why Houston is leading the energy transition. Here in H-Town, the fourth largest city in the United States, entrepreneurs from across Texas and around the world are gathering to work with titans of industry to build the technology that will reduce emissions and power a low carbon future. We sit down with those change makers and wildcatters who are solving the toughest energy challenges. With trillions of dollars on the line, we dig into how Houston will bring technology to market on a massive scale. Join us as we talk with the leaders of the energy capital of the world as they show us how the energy transition gets done. I'm Laura Cottingham, and this is the Energy Technology Podcast. And I'm Jason Etier. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Augustine Rios. He has a background in industrial engineering and most importantly is the COO of Lignium uh, Energy. Um, he has a passion for renewable energy solutions and that brought him uh, to his current role um, here at Lignium. Lignium is a groundbreaking startup that has found a method to transform cow manure into combustible biomass to re uh, reduce the use of fossil fuels and lower carbon emissions. Um, Augustine has successfully started with the company um, in Chile and he actually launched the U.S. office and, and helped develop the technology to a point virtually starting to take off. So first of all, thank you very much for having me here. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's a little bit complicated to, to explain this mm -hmm. issue and much more in a podcast where, <laughs> where, where you cannot use your hands, um, really. But um, we have a unique process where we take the solid part of cow manure and we clean in, we take away all the inorganic components, all the sand, all the metals, all the chemical that are inside of cow manure, and we stay mostly with the fiber that is inside cow manure. Mm -hmm. So we generate here a clean biomass um, that can have a lot of different uses, but the first um, use we're giving is to generate renewable energy through direct combustion. So at the end, what we are doing is we are burning clean cow poop. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that was nuanced to me when I, when I heard about the business was that there is a standard for biomass that people consume, right? It's it's wood pellets, but you guys don't you don't make wood, but you can still build a pellet essentially that that can be put into supply chains everywhere. And I guess in Europe, that's where they consume the most of these kind of biomass pellets, right? Exactly. So when when you want to burn something, mm -hmm. you have to fulfill some um, chemical. It's, it's mostly chemical standards because mm -hmm. um, if there is a huge amount of sulfur or mm -hmm. chlorine, and um, you will generate um, a lot of pollution when you burn mm -hmm. um, this biomass, and, and and that's the the add value because like um, burning manure is something that has happen in the history of humanity. They mm. still use it in some countries in Africa and Asia mm -hmm. for cooking, heating. So a, a lot of people ask us like, um, okay, but where is the innovation? Like burning yeah. burning cow, cow manure is something that has always um, happened. And and the innovation is that we clean it. Mm -hmm. So we, we take away all these and components that makes very inefficient to to burn and cow manure and we create this clean biomass out of this and it's it's very important the the point you take because um the the biomass industry is like um it's a huge industry um in order to decarbonize the power uh, sector the power generation uh, sector we we need to find different sources and the biomass is is a replacement replacement and from coal 
So mm. people is not or countries are not burning coal anymore, but they still need to generate uh, energy. So a lot of countries like the UK or Japan are changing from coal to biomass or pellets. Pellets is just um, biomass with a higher um, density mm. that make it more um, easy to transport. Mm. But at the end, burning biomass or burning pellet is is the same. And, and that's that's important because um, we are here um, transforming the a huge environmental problem that is cow manure into a commodity and product. Mm -hmm. So we don't need to also um, create a new market. We are producing a product that can enter to the market without the necessity to transform it or anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So tell us about the market. Who are your customers? <laughs> very, very, very good question. <laughs> um, so there are in, in the US um, right now we are identifying three different uh, markets. There are um, a lot of coal, fierce coal power plants. A lot of coal pl uh, power plants in the US are uh, mixing the coal with biomass in order to be more uh, green mm -hmm. in the electricity generation. So that's a huge industry that are looking for new sources. Then you, you have a lot of power plants that create um, energy, electricity out of biomass, just mm. biomass. Mostly is, is out of the, the harvest. So biomass mm -hmm. that come from the mm -hmm. um, harvest and waste. So that's, that's also a, mar a very huge market uh, here in the US. And then is, is the pellet industry. Mm -hmm. In the US, it's not that typical to use um, pellet. Mm -hmm. So when, when we just um, arrived to the US and we used the word pellets, pellets, and everybody was like, yeah, but what do I use this pellet for? <laughs> like, what's, what's the... <laughs> Put in your gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be the answer here in Texas. <laughs> um, but, but the pellet industry is huge um, around the the world um, mm. and, and and it's at, at the end is a uh, is the, the pellets is biomass that is more dense so it's easier to transport because mm. because you cannot ship um, biomass from the us to mm. uk for example or japan that they don't have a lot of forest so if they want to get biomass they import mm. um the right. the biomass and you cannot send like a whole chip uh chip with um, biomass because it's inefficient. Biomass is very um, light and not not what, that much dense. What, what is biomass? Because like I, I can imagine a pellet is biomass like wood uh, chips. Uh, yeah, a fiber at the okay. end. When when you have straw, when when you have grass, grass at the end is also I'm biomass. A, I'm imagining a hay bale. Is that like the right way to think about about it? Uh, like hay or yeah, yeah, exactly. But a pellet's been compressed and it's in a standard shape. Right. And, and uh, that's the major difference. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And I, don't, I don't remember the word that you use, but like all the kind of stuff that we get from agriculture activity, mm -hmm. right. That's can be used from, for biomass, anything that they don't use, that's not like sold into a product. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, mm -hmm. but there is, there is also the, the chemical components that we, mm -hmm. we talked um, mm -hmm. before. So uh, at, at the end, um, if there has um, a huge amount of some certain chemicals, it's not going to be able to be burned. And most of the time it's also inefficient. So mm. that's that's also uh, uh, the, the biomass that we generate is has a higher quality than mm -hmm. the yeah. um, uh, agricultural biomass. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's clean, clean biomass. And you said, can these pellets then also be used in the coal-fired power plants? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And so it's mostly for industrial use then, or do you also sell it to maybe people like in Africa or Asia who use biomass? No, it's, it's mostly at, at, on, on this first um, start, it's mostly for industrial use. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there is a very interesting point. Mm -hmm. uh, so having these three different markets, coal, um, power plant, biomass power mm -hmm. plant, or on the pellet industry that usually um, send the pellets outside the US, um, the woody biomass, everything that comes from the, from the forest mm -hmm. is being persecuted because like since the 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 pellets or the biomass industry is growing so much mm. in order to stop using coal mm. um there is um they are starting to cut the forest trees. in mm. order the trees in order to generate the biomass because the prices has been increasing yeah. a lot mm -hmm. yeah. so actually the um you know european union parliament and uh, they they say like hey so wouldn't you certify that the pellets or biomass that we are using doesn't come from like the Amazon the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. forestry because yeah. yeah. at, at the end you are like kind of solving a problem stop uh, burning a, burning coal <laughs> but de deforesting the forest yeah. so right. that, and, and that also brings um, a lot of incentives for for lignum since mm. our biomass come from a huge environmental problem we um, according to an LCA we carry out in Chile um, until we generate the biomass or the pellet, and we are carbon negative because we avoid the methane and the nitrox oxide to be generated um, with the in the dairy farms, mm. and um, we generate this this biomass. So at the end, it's like a green mm. biomass, which is also more. Um, so the coal industry one wanted more than right. the woody biomass. Yeah. So would you say that the energy density is more in these uh, pellets that come from cow manure versus something that comes from other types of biomass? Um, if you, it's very similar to the woody biomass, okay. mm. mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's better than the um, agricultural um, because it's treated biomass, oh, yeah. as opposed to biomass, it's like yeah. whatever's left from like a wheat harvest. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So for 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 example, when you like when you take woody biomass, mm. the amount of ashes, so the the quality of a uh, fuel that you burn is usually measured by the quantity of ashes. That the ashes are the portion of the biomass of the um, fuel that cannot be burned. Mm -hmm. So if you take like um, cow manure, it will have above like and um, 20% of ashes if you take um agricultural biomass it usually has above 5 8% mm. of ashes mm. our biomass has between 1 and 2% mm. of ashes okay. and if you have like very high quality woody biomass the the one that people use for heating their houses it has like 0.5% of ashes okay so that's so that's a, a, a little yeah. bit there that's what the that's what you mean by the quality it's mm. the heat but also how much is like residual in exactly the, in the combustion process mm. yeah. yeah interesting yeah so i'm curious <laughs> so, uh, i'm curious how did you guys come up with the idea to do this with cow manure <laughs> what's that what's that story so it, it, it wasn't me the the company started in 
Well, like six years ago in in Chile with this crazy idea of transforming cow manure into pellets or, or biomass. Actually, the, the history is very um, beautiful because the, the inventor, Jose Antonio Caraval, he was looking for a way to um, decrease the contamination of mm. the cities in Chile. Uh, nine of the ten most polluted cities in, in, Ch in South America are in Chile. Mm. And this is mostly because of the use of wet wood during the winter for mm. and heating the, the houses. Mm. So he was looking for a, an economical um, and also a fuel that fulfilled with their regulamentation to be, to be used. And he realized that um, cow manure was his main like sources. Mm. And he said, okay, but cow manure has always been, been burned. Mm -hmm. So how can we do it? How can we transform this fuel into a, a clean fuel? And mm -hmm. um, after after a few e experimentation, and he 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 realized from um, the the way he found the way to really clean it, and in a in a also economical way, because um, mm -hmm. we we don't use a lot of water. We use a closed water system, which mm -hmm. is very good, and also not a lot of energy to to clean the the, the cow manure, which make it also um, a business, and we we don't use any hard chemicals. Mm. It's mm. a it's a it's a very nice um, product. When when you see the biomass, you don't believe this. Uh, Does it so, smell good? <laughs> no, no. I, I gotta <laughs> tell you, biomass people are are a funky group of people because uh, I, we brought uh, Augustine, a, a few uh, experts around uh, to the lab. And it is amazing to me how many people are interested and really want to touch the cow manure after it's come through the process. And Augustine carries around a little tray that he will hand out to you and be like, no, it's fine. It's clean. And I believe him and I choose not to touch it. But <laughs> but it is funny. Um, uh, I do remember bringing one uh, manure specialist over and he, he picks it up, tastes it, goes, oh, yeah, this is good stuff. It's, it, <laughs> it's yeah, good so shit. It's, it's good <laughs> shit, exactly. Oh, wow. Right? So it's, uh, but you really got to believe it's clean, mm. right? And, yeah, you, know, and you know the process yeah. is there. And it's just funny that um, the, there's this uh, coterie of uh, biomass experts who, who deal with it all the time mm -hmm. and just know this is clean, uh, mm. you know, as a fuel source. So I don't know if you have anything to add there. I only have to add that it's true that you never touch our biomass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it is yeah. clean. It, it does not have a smell. I can, yeah. I can verify that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, um, so what, uh, one of the things that I think um, I've watched you guys go through is that you started with this process that I assume was kind of benchtop scale. I mean, you did that in Chile. At a certain point, you decided to come to the U.S. and you built what I would call a like a, a scale-up demo or a pre-production demonstration unit that fit on a trailer. Tell us about that process and, and kind of where you are today. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, actually, in Chile, we we built a pilot plant okay. that, that was oh, yeah. um, working for. Um, more more than a, a year mm -hmm. after that COVID happened and mm -hmm. it was a little bit more complicated but in Chile we were able to validate the the process and, and also the product we had customer um, selling in in Chile mm -hmm. but um, we realized that the market in Chile wasn't big enough because um, for our process to to make sense you need mm -hmm. the cattle you need the cows to be stable to be non like grassing on the mm -hmm. on the land so i'm um, being in non-free ranches mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And in South America, the most typical um, farming way is to have the cows and grassing on the on the land. Mm. So so actually the 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 farms that has the cattle mm. stable on the on the same on the same place is very very small. So um it, it, it wasn't that big the mm. market we could um, capture in Chile, but here in the US is um mostly the op- opposite. You have here very huge um, mm. farms like mm. Mm-hmm. 10,000, 60,000 cows, that is something you can you cannot find in Chile and all the manure is collected. So we we realize, okay, um, that is the market we need to reach because that's where we really can do mm-hmm. um, a business in the US. So we had the country mm-hmm. and now we after that we had to decide, okay, but there is a lot of states, a lot of places <laughs> yeah. to yeah. go. <laughs> which one should we choose and it makes um of course the first stuff we we look was the um amount of cattle amount mm-hmm. of cows that every state has and texas so it was um we decide to come to texas because of the amount of cows and then but where where in texas should, should we go and houston was the energy capital mm-hmm. of of the world so mm-hmm. it was it was a perfect city for us um, to start here mm-hmm. And it's the uh, most exciting city in the U.S. For sure, for sure. The most beautiful city, <laughs> in exactly. Texas, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. um, so yeah, yeah, we were here. Um, I at, at, at the beginning, it was only me and the yeah. CEO mm. who was living actually also also here in in mm. in Houston. And we had anything, no no connections, you know, because mm. when when you're in your in your country and you need to find a farmer. Mm. You know somebody that knows somebody that <laughs> then has like um, somebody that works in a, in the dairy industry or ice cream or whatever that can really connect you with the farmers because um, mm-hmm. we, we we needed to validate um, the market here in the U.S. Is there is cow manure a, a problem in the U.S. as well, or maybe you had this already solved and there is nothing we can do because the, there is there is not market for cow manure. Um, so, so we we decide to enter to Greenton Labs as mm. the first um, step to have this um, climate tech incubator, also the support of of the people there to to at least say like, hey, you know, we are Lignum Energy, we are members of <laughs> Greenton Labs. Um, but but the beginning, so the, the the validation of the situation in the US was very complicated because. Mm. We needed to reach the, the the dairy farmers. It's a very close mm-hmm. um, industry as well. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at that moment, I my English was worse. Like <laughs> I'm not saying that my English is perfect now, but at that moment, <laughs> it was like just starting something I pick up from school, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had to call farmers. I have to make like mm-hmm. cold 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 yeah. calls, and, calls yeah. with with farmers, and it was like. Hey, I'm Agustin Rios, blah, blah, blah. And the farmers say like three words and I didn't understand any of the words they <laughs> say. <laughs> so wow. it was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, I don't know if you would have understood, Jason, but... No, I, 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 your English is, uh, yeah. was pretty good back then. So you got to give yourself credit. Yeah. But it, it's it's definitely uh, getting better. And yeah. uh, well, I don't want to interrupt your story. So <laughs> keep telling us. So yeah, and that, that was like in the... This validation with the with the farmers was was impossible because like with mm. the accent I couldn't like yeah. mm. it was it's hard to find one uh, when we found one it was also hard the communication through phone and of course mm. you cannot send an email or mm. s- no 
Do, uh, do you find like the technical was it a challenge where you would have to talk about something technical and maybe there was a, a language barrier there or was it even more fundamental no 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 like just like yeah. how are you doing who are you <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like you know when like the basics yeah because yeah. because um, farmers has like a very strong accent very mm. strong texan accent mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you're you, you're not used to exactly yeah so after that we we started sending emails and we start to entering from another part of the of industries that were the universities. Mm. And I remember sending so many emails that my um, email account got, got like canceled uh -huh. because they thought you I was like a bot, you know? You're a spammer. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Sending spams, I got to call like the people like, hey, can you please? <laughs> <laughs> wow. How many emails do you have to send oh. for that to happen? Uh, I, I needed to connect with the industry. <laughs> so yeah. I, I really okay. sent like, wow. it was two days of just sending email to like mm. all the all the people I found until I, I reached um, some people in Texas A&M University that yeah. they were interesting on mm. hearing what what we are doing. Um, and actually when I, when I talked with the um, professor there, he was like, yeah, yeah, I received your email. And all my students also received your email. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, let's see. <laughs> yeah. All right, the spam bots are actually real yeah. people yeah. when it's coming from a startup. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So yeah. imagine. A story of real uh, grit yeah. and perseverance, right? You didn't give up. No, exactly. Yeah. And so what happened? So after that, we, we were able to go to Texas A&M to see um, I, I couldn't believe this, but Texas A&M has like a manure department, like mm. a huge building just for mm. studying of the manure. That's something like crazy for me coming mm. from like Chile. <laughs> I cannot believe that it's <laughs> a huge building for manure, manure. a manure expert. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so so um, after that, we were able to enter more in the industry to attend a few um conference of the mm -hmm. dairy industry uh, in Texas and that's when when we when we were able to mm. be on the radar and start um, meeting the people so we also uh, af after that um, so that's that's the side of the of the manure mm. Mm. and then we also had the side of the biomass of mm. uh, of the pellet of the the product we are going to sell because we say Okay, we already made the test in Chile. We have the laboratory analysis here, so let's let's try to make a business. And I was like talking with the people from the um, biomass industry mm -hmm. that I, I I actually went to a conference in Jacksonville in in Florida. It was mm -hmm. very nice, mm -hmm. and the people were like. Um, when I was talking with the experts in the industry and I was showing this like laboratory analysis from Chile and the biomass um, from Chile, they were like, oh, it's very nice what you have. You have like very good numbers here. We can do a great business. But and like, I believe you, but I don't believe you, you know, because yeah. everything was made in Chile. Like it, it, it can be something, something um, not totally true. Mm. So that's when we decide with the company, okay, we need to build here a mm. pilot plan we need to validate the process and the product here in the u.s with american manure mm. and that's when we we build this pilot plan on a trailer because we wanted to to move it um, around the the country and in less than a year and from the fierce and time lignum arrived to the u.s we were able to be implemented in a in a farm here in texas yeah. wow 
So that was very, very helpful. We we had a great result. Yeah. Actually, cow, um, the the biomass that we produce here in in the US has a higher and um, calorific content than the biomass we produce in Chile, mm. and they they look also different. Yeah, hmm. it's, it's the yeah, it's what they eat here. I yeah, guess. I guess <laughs> what, it's, we yeah, what we feed them. What we feed them. All the growth Yeah. Inter interesting. So so that then that first farm. Um, can you explain a little bit more? What, what did you guys do in that pilot with the farm, or are still doing? How much? How much are you producing? So at uh, at that moment, um, it was a small scale um, pilot plan, only mm -hmm. for five hundred cows. We we um, on average, our mm -hmm. cows produce um, five ca um, kilograms. Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. Ten pounds, <laughs> something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> of um, pellets, because because mm. the the pellets are usually dry, mm. but yeah. the but the biomass you can sell it um, with moisture, so it's almost fifty percent of moisture. So it can mm. be either um, five kilograms of pellet or ten kilograms of um, biomass per cow per day. Per day. Mm. Yeah. So. So, but in terms of, I guess, the business model. So you, you got your machine, your 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 plant. Mm. Do you sell the plant? Do you lease the plant? Do you just take the pellets? Mm. Um, like, a, do the farmers pay you? The how does that? Do you, do you know how that works? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's mm. that's yeah. That's actually one one of the um, typical question we got mm. from our mm -hmm. business model. That is, it can vary. So at the at the beginning right now because um we need to make now the industrial validation mm -hmm. of our um, technology and working in a in a farm and being able to sell the the product we are we are aiming um, for a farm that has at least um, 5000 mm. and cows so mm. a, a, a big farm and um the first business model that we are looking here is to pay the farmers mm. for being there paying there for mm. for the the manure or the quantity of biomass and produce and we as lignum also sell the the biomass to the customers so our and and we have um right now we have farmers mm. uh, interested and we have also biomass or customers also interesting because um mm. right now it will be become a um strategy problem or mm. like a lo logistic, yeah, um, logistic problem because yeah. you you want the the place you are sending the the biomass to be close to the to the farm because mm -hmm. we are we're talking in a market that the biomass can be sell for 40 or 60 dollars the ton mm -hmm. the ton so mm -hmm. when when it's when, when you have to transport that amount of tons um in a very long distance then the the business doesn't doesn't make sense anymore yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. so that's that's going to be our first business model where we can really validate mm -hmm. in the the industrial mm -hmm. um plant but after that, I I always say that we want to be the microwaves of the on the on the farms. So every every farm can have one of our mm -hmm. um, machine. And actually, and if 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 you wanna go further, actually the farmer can also generate their own electricity mm -hmm. using using our our plant or making a, a biomass power generation when you have um, a place with a lot of dairy farms. So they can also like. Um, 
we can also go into until the electricity mm -hmm. generation with which makes a lot of sense in some areas like amarillo mm. Amar amarillo where, amarillo. <laughs> <laughs> where, where where there is a lot of cows yeah um and um, but but the there is no customer for us mm. closer so if we can mm. um <laughs> manage this these cows and we generate our own electricity we can really like transform the poop into clean energy mm. and make the whole mm. the whole system yeah it's funny I, I this is going way back for me i remember um you know in many ways you're right it's like replacing coal you could you could run a steam turbine on it and i remember we also used to look at uh, like 15 years ago, a external combustion gas turbine that could power with pellets. And there was some research being done out of MIT to do it. Um, and I think they, they did a lot of research and realized um, it's, it's still easier just to do a steam turbine. Um, but there's that capability, right, where you could do power generation, right? It, it kind of makes the, uh, not really a microgrid, but it's like localizing your smaller power um, and, and having it, it's not, it's not really circular economy, but you're you're able to make better usage of the the various products in, in those rural areas. Um, so there's that use case there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was still thinking about your business model. So right now you're thinking that you buy it from the farmers, the pellets, and then you sell it to the industries where it's going to be used. So it's in. On, on on where we are, so we 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 finished the this um, pilot plant that was on a trailer, and we build now a bigger machine, a machine yeah. for mm -hmm. at least five thousand cows, and mm -hmm. and we we implemented actually um, last Friday it was the the first and run. I was I was there. I in Stephenville and close from. Dallas, mm -hmm. the cowboy mm -hmm. capital of, <laughs> the, of, of the world, and yeah. and and this unit, like if I remember, it's it's like a forty foot shipping container. Yeah, size, it's a, right? it's, a, so it's, it's in a, a flat box. It, it, you can you can yeah. ship it up. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's a very good point because the the footprint we need to mm -hmm. to use is very small, very small. Mm -hmm. like for mm -hmm. for for this. And um, yeah, so so we are implemented in a dairy farm right now. It's it's, it's not a, a big dairy farm because we 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 need to. Uh, um, when you start running an industrial plant, uh, of course you need to make some change. So we are validating this uh, industrial plant that was very um, good the the first round uh, round, and now we are we are looking for a, a bigger farm here in Texas to also demonstrate um, the the big the full 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 okay. capacity. Mm. Um, so yeah, the idea is for us to be because um, also the farmers and. <laughs> cow manure is a very interesting um, problem because it's a problem that um, everybody knows that exists. I know that the problem exists before entering chulignum. I'm pretty sure you, mm -hmm. at some point of your life, mm -hmm. you're also yeah. um, listening to that. And it, it's a huge problem in Chile. It's a huge mm -hmm. problem in the US. It's a huge problem in, in any country. Um, but but it's a problem that um, hasn't been regulated. Mm. It's like um, human waste. That is another problem that everybody knows that exists. Yeah. But but yep. we all like okay. <laughs> um, but the right now the Netherlands is planning to close and one on three cattle farmers, uh, cattle farms because of manure pollution and lack of solution. So that's that's very important because mm. the. 
there is this fierce country that is saying, guys, we need to stop. We need to find a solution for this um, or you have to be close because we can we we have to stop um, this pollution. Mm -hmm. So so in your TED talk that you gave, um, you shared some stats. So what are, what are the kind of ramifications of the pollution? Mm -hmm. So when 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 we talk because mm -hmm. we have we have here two different um, um, problem solving mm. fears is since we have two customers we have the cattle industry and mm. we have also the power generation yeah. industry and when we talk about the 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 cattle industry and according to an lca we carry out in in chile and we can reduce up to 68 percent the the pollution that comes from manure management in the it, it will always depend on how the farmers and manage the the manure and from and, and when you say pollution like is that like nat is that uh, natural gas emissions or or is it, what else is in it it's mostly methane mm. also nit nitrox oxide mm. so uh, yeah one of the most typical ways to manage um manure is to and ha has have it in a slurry pit Mm. which is a lagoon where mm. all the manure this mixing of sorry, yep. <laughs> sorry. Mm. thanks thanks yeah. god we are not eating you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> this mixing with like the solid and the liquid from yeah. the cow poop goes into a huge lagoon mm. um and this and since there is no a lot of uses for cow manure mostly is used as a fertilizer mm. but when you have a big farm when you have a five thousand mm. farms there is not enough land for fertilizer. Mm. Mm. So this manure stays on this huge lagoon for months or and, and, months, and, months. And it, it produces a lot of methane. Actually, when, when you look at that lagoon, you see like um, bubbles mm. being mm. being produced. And that's just methane being being produced and produced and very, very bad smell as well. <laughs> and so it, it's functionally a digester, right? They're drying it out, but they're also waiting for it to break down. And that's where it creates all the methane and the NOx and, and all of that, right? And so it, it's, you know, that's the same stuff that comes out of your car tailpipe that they're trying to control emissions on, right? Less NOx, less um, uncombusted hydrocarbons, as they call it. But we have a big point source with these farms where um, I think people are recognizing that this is a big pollution source. And um, what is it? Methane is like 20 times worse um, as a greenhouse gas. And and I was surprised to hear that uh, NOx is also like not just bad for the ozone layer, but it also produces a lot of um, uh, uh, greenhouse. Uh, right. What is it? Uh, global uh, greenhouse gas mm. global warming potential. Mm. Um, besides the fact that it's also just like bad for you from a respiratory mm. perspective. Mm. Yeah. So so that's um, mm. from from one side we have the, like the the pollution that um, cattle manure um, generate mm. on the on the on the air mm. but also when when you have this kind of lagoons mm. um, and you and you do anything with that or when you mm. have just a there is there is another ways and where they only like have the solids mm. on like piles and but if you don't use it through the the mm. rains it goes until the to the soil mm. and if, if you don't use it it goes and to the sometimes and through to the subterranean water yeah, yeah. Mm. and that um, contaminates the water from the mm. from from the people um, it, he, here in the us in wisconsin there is a lot of news um mm. about like um, people that lives close to a farm that mm. has um problems with the with, with the water they are drinking because and um, 
it, it does contaminate also the water sources. Mm -hmm. um, and if you use um, if you use it a lot and as a fertilizer, you can also saturate the soils because mm -hmm. also the soils has a maximum amount of um, fertilizer that that they can get. So that can also and of course manure always generate a lot of insects, a mm. lot of um, problems mm. like health problem. Um, so for the communities that lives around to a farm, it's also a huge, a huge problem. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, if you're solving this problem for the farmer, you know, yes, you may be paying them now, but at some point, uh, if they're getting value out of, out of like not having to manage their own ways, they should be paying you, right? right? Yeah. Do we think that's by them buying a machine or, or by providing you like an offtake? Where they uh, uh, they pay you to take the waste off their hands. Mm. In Chile, um, what what we what we talk um, with farmers was just like an okay, mm -hmm. I solve you, I solve you the problem of cow manure, and you let me take all mm. the right. all the cow manure. Of mm -hmm. course, the the best that can happen to us is that farmers pay us for the uh, right. for the manure. Um, it's something we are still and mm. uh, talking and understanding how how this is going to be. So did you say in Chile they pay you for no, taking no. care of the waste and or no? What 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 we did in Chile was just like a um, net zero, you okay, know? Okay, zero. so we we take the manure, we solve you the ma the manure problem, and you let let us um, stay here and produce okay. the biomass. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay, like you get to use their space. Yeah, exactly. Mm, okay. Experiment. But yeah. but still, we are generating. Um, in a very economical and simple way, um, a fuel, a mm. renewable fuel, um, out of manure. So there is there is also a gap. Um, mm. it, 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 of course, it can be better if we can give um, farmers a new revenue um, income at, at, at the end, just just for mm. the manure. And it's not just the environmental problem. Mm. Um, this also um it's a lot of cost involved on manage this kind of um situation that we were talking about so having piles of solid manure or mm -hmm. this uh, slurry pit you 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 still need to manage you still mm -hmm. need to sometimes use a truck and going farther away to put it on the on the on the farmland so it's a lot of cost in machineries a lot of cost in um also the the workforce yeah, etc that that we're avoiding since right. we are we are we are being there so we reduce the pollution we reduce and cost and and we are enable the farmers at some point to um if because if the netherlands already start right. uh, um, the regulation and um, there's another countries in europe that are started but mm -hmm. in a in a few more years five ten mm -hmm. it's going to start also here in the u.s like guys we need to stop this like, yeah. we can we, we cannot continue polluted as we have done yeah have you looked into if this um comes within the inflation reduction act like if you remove this mm -hmm. um the source of methane if that is something that you could benefit from in terms of like tax cuts, like the farmers can benefit or um, maybe the power plants that are mm. using the pellets can get those credits. Yeah, that's 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 always um, something that that we have in mind. But but it's also since it's a it's a new um, project, since it's a new mm. Um, it's something that never uh, somebody has done before. Mm. It's a very long um, study. We carry out um, one in Chile. We are also starting um, mm. to do that in the US, but it's something that will take mm. at least a few years until mm. you 
you reach the point of saying, okay, this is real, the amount of methane and nitrous oxide that we reduce from the dairy dairy farm and also at, at, on the other side is um, how much we are reducing, avoiding to burn coal and burning this biomass. According to our studies, it's 13 times um, less the pollution mm. you generate and generating the same amount of electricity <laughs> when you burn um, our biomass and you don't burn and coal. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot. Also, the, the question is who, who wins these uh, carbon credits? You know, yeah. the yeah. farmers, us, exactly. or the um, biomass um, power generation of or, mm -hmm. or us? Mm -hmm. It can also be another benefit for the for the farmers. Okay, mm -hmm. you stay with the carbon credits, uh, we get the money for free. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of like plays we can mm -hmm. we can do with the farmers. Yeah. So uh, let's let's change gears a little bit. So. Um, you talked a little bit about when you moved to Houston, um, you did a lot of learning English and cold calling. But um, <laughs> tell us about um, uh, kind of your first experience with the other entrepreneurs here in the ecosystem uh, when you first came. It was actually, I think I um, I was super lucky to mm. enter um, to be part of the Green Town Labs mm. um, community. Because um, it's 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 also the same vibe. It's also like climate climate mm -hmm. tech startups. So, um, well, my my first friend here was um, Simbri. Simbri mm -hmm. was also part of this mm -hmm. um, podcast. And I think it's it when you're around um, others um, entrepreneur, it mm -hmm. helps you a lot to understand the ecosystem, to understand um, also the the cultural issues. Because mm -hmm. um, because. For me, it's an, another country, another mm -hmm. language, another culture. Everything mm -hmm. was new, so you have very small um, question. The the ways you you you, you talk, e even is in another language, mm -hmm. um, the expression are are different. So sometimes, um, if you say something that in Spanish sounds um, normal, in English can sound like very aggressive. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. so it's, do you have an example this, of something? <laughs> Uh, not not right now, but but I would like to say that here the people is like very polite to yeah. to ask um, question like hey I was wondering if mm. you were able to read my email <laughs> that I sent yeah. so, All right. so in, in Chile people in Chile. more direct yeah like yeah. hey did you can you do this did you check the email yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah. one of the things I think is funny because Augustine and I sometimes uh, text um, the the gifs and the memes are like like very relevant here because I don't need to like you know, it, there's no language barrier when you have um, a meme, a meme. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. which is just a, a, a like a novelty mm. um, but I also fully appreciate that um, <laughs> so but uh, do you think like um, so Zimri is obviously from the east coast and he's been all over the place do, uh, do you think you got a good sense of like Houston culture um, uh, or, or, or do you have a sense of like people from from different ecosystems. Actually, I went to um, Boston also, also for um, mm. Greenton Labs, and I yeah. and, and I was able to meet their um, different startups um, ecosystem for for work. I also have uh, I had to um, travel a lot. It's very curious how you kind of in the U.S. people from the north and the south doesn't get along. Like when I, when <laughs> when I'm here, when I'm in Houston, I say like, yeah, I'm going to Boston. 
And people is like, what are you going to do there? Like, are you crazy? <laughs> there are no cows in Boston. <laughs> and when, I, when I'm in Boston, people say like, oh, yeah, no, no, I live in Houston. Houston? Why do you live there? Why? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a huge, like, mm-hmm. uh, internal fight you, you yeah. guys have um, here in the U.S. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. It's, it's still difficult for me to... Mm to understand um the the different of accent or i mm. I, I i can I, I can notice if you have an accent for example mm. or like f- for me are all the similar so um i can also not really notice when i speak with somebody if he's from like in the north uh, mm. the north the east the west the south um so mm. yeah I, I don't know if i could really notice um difference in the in the ecosystem um according to the to the way they mm. different interact. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing I also know about Augustine is um, he's like an explorer. So like every <laughs> given month he's going somewhere else. Like, hey guys, I'm going to Vegas this month. Oh, really? so I'm going to the yeah. Grand Canyon this month. I'm going to, I guess you went to Wyoming at one point. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're going to be going on a trip soon, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to start a world trip with my, with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So we're going, we're doing, we're starting first in Guatemala, yeah. then mm-hmm. we go to Brazil, then Chile. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to present my girlfriend to to my whole Chilean family, <laughs> that, family and friends. Friend. It's going to be very. Does very she know what she's signing up for? <laughs> <laughs> she's she's learning Spanish in in, in Duolingo, Good. but okay. she doesn't know that Chilean people have like a very special Spanish. It's a, it's so a variant. Yes. Everything she's going to learn, she, yeah. she will have to learn in Chile. Yeah, you're not going to tell her until she gets there. <laughs> <laughs> All this is useless. <laughs> um. And after that, we're going mm-hmm. to make a short um, stop in, in Europe mm-hmm. and then start it. And we're, we're going to do Turkey, Egypt, um, Jordan, India, Nepal, then all the Southeast um, Asia, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Thailand, wow. um, Indonesia, and then starting going to North, um, China, mm-hmm. Mongolia. We'll love to go oh, to, to Mongolia. We'll too. love oh, to go to Mongolia, South yeah. Korea, Japan. And yeah. When you when, when you are traveling, when you are um, on on this kind of um, backpacker and trip, you you arrive to a place and you meet people um, that um, already went to to this whole places. Right. So 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 you get a lot of like tips. local mm-hmm. local tips that that was that are always very helpful. So it's actually not a very fixed plan. Like we we don't have all the flight tickets because we know that when you are there, you're going to to meet um, different people that is going to lead to the more amazing places that are the local recommendations are not what you can find on on internet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also one of the ideas of my trip is also visit all the um, local um, ecosystem startups yeah. ecosystem mm-hmm. in each um, uh, at least big cities I I go because everyone e- every country every region has different um, mm-hmm. problems and therefore has different solutions so so mm-hmm. what what you can really f- find what you can really learn about doing this kind of um, discovery mm-hmm. talking with people there I think is the 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 most important thing you can you can learn so i see i see this trip uh, will you take are... these uh, pellets with you and <laughs> show them around <laughs> i don't know i don't know <laughs> but yeah and and, and understand how like mm. the this whole mm. 
um, startup system mm. um, works around the world. So if, if anybody that is listening mm. to, to mm. us um, is from another country than the US, I would love to contact with and mm. them in order to, mm. to see what you guys are doing and how can we connect, how can we help you, um, mm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's great. I'm I'm excited for you. Yeah. So I'm like secretly yeah, I'm jealous. jealous. Exactly. Yeah, jealous. <laughs> yeah, so. It's the word. Like, <laughs> how are you able to do this? Yeah. <laughs> so you've been in Houston for about a year and a half. Exactly. Now. Have you found like a secret gem or like a place that you really like here that you can our, our listeners might not know about? Or I love the Brussels Park. Is that wow. where like they have a lot of alligators and crocodiles yeah, a lot of stuff like uh, that? different. I might have been there actually. Mm. No, it's an amazing state park. Like mm. w- when I went there, I saw an ama- amadillo, ama- amadillo, yeah. amadillo, and I yeah. was so happy because I didn't know yeah. that this kind of animal exists. And for me, it was like finding a Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> you know? <wow>. They, <laughs> they, really they are so <laughs> awkward looking. Yes, <laughs> they really look like yeah. a, a Pokemon, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I thought this was oh, a myth, yeah. Brazos State Park? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that, have you been there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's fun. It's yeah, good. It's like a nice there. wetland, mm-hmm. like, preserve. Uh, preserve. Um, but yeah, that place is cool. No, yeah. Super, super nice. Mm-hmm. I, 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 did you did you see the little, al- I think they have, like, little alligators if you go the right time of year and you can hold them. I I, I, I've been there a couple of times, yeah. but, but every time I go, like, in the little alligators place is close. Oh. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can say yeah. a lot of uh, alligators while you are... Um, walking there mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's cool yeah that's good it's it's not too far um but would not recommend going in july it's too hot oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i went I, I went camping um two weeks ago in mckinney in austin mm. and that was very hot without the ac but it was also super beautiful and super nice yeah yeah cool so what happens to Ligium then when you're on your world tour? So yeah, I um, I'm I'm going to stop um, working uh, at Ligium. Actually, this is this is my last uh, month working mm-hmm. working with them. I I, I announced this um, at, at at the beginning of the year that mm-hmm. that I it's it's a dream that I al- I always wanted uh, mm-hmm. to do make like a a world trip mm-hmm. and. Realize I'm already 28, and some moment uh, marriage will come, kids will come. Mm. Do it now. Yeah, because yeah. mm. you, you you enter to a wheel that never mm. stops, and mm. it's every, every time is harder and harder and harder to to escape. Mm. So that's that's why I mm. um, decide to to do it now. I I know it like um, lignum is super important for me. It's like mm. um, my baby, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, so so I I I say okay. Um, with seven months in advance, like that's that's my plan. But let's do mm. everything for having like a clean exit, yeah, and being able to um, um, fulfill my dreams. Or mm. yeah, and and I think that's an important piece too. It's like you you know you you've helped build Lignium up to a place where you've achieved a lot in the last two years, three years, right? You have a, a product a pre-production unit that's the right size. There's there's clearly still a lot that needs to be navigated, but in terms of reducing a lot of technical risk, um, you've done that and un- and helping the organization understand just how the U.S. ecos you know cow manure ecosystem works. <laughs> you know that that's part of a an organization and and 
and as an organization grows like a a robust organization outlasts individual people right like you're able to really build something that that is um you know builds on itself right so mm-hmm. I, I think uh it's good to see kind of where you've been able to bring this thing in the last year and um mm-hmm. I'm always excited when I go in, into the lab and I see like how how far that team's come. Mm. It's mm. really high performance team. It's crazy. Uh, w- w- when I arrived to the US, it mm. was just um, me and, and and the CEO. Now we are 14 people yep. working, wow. so it's a it's a huge uh, mm. improvement. A huge team is yeah. building. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't touch on that. You just raised a seed round. Yes. Yeah. We just and um, so yeah, this year and a half it was with two um, rounds mm-hmm. of of raising capital. So that's that's also very important because the the company now has the money for the next um, mm-hmm. couple of years to really build and validate mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. Um, prototype. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very excited. I I, I really um, want the. The project to work because I, I think that is it can be very helpful for humanity mm-hmm. in general is 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 a kind of pro- of projects that can really change um, an industry can really change and uh, on this case change two industries mm-hmm. and, and for a for a better future mm-hmm. yeah good so if, yeah. if people want to learn more about lignium um where should they go uh, to the webpage mm. lignumenergy.com okay we have a very nice video about nice. about our um technology and 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 the product there so and okay. um, yeah i know it's hard to um understand the word lignium mm. <laughs> and even even word with, with with my accent but we can we can put it on there yeah i'll put it on the, the show scr- notes yeah, yeah. <laughs> description and, and then if people want to uh, reach out to you or, or follow you on your trip through europe i assume they should find you on linkedin yes linkedin should be the best okay. the best um, option let's l- let's see if i make a, a instagram, instagram. <laughs> <laughs> video, you know yeah. Uh, but yeah agustin rios on on linkedin good and then uh, I guess, is there any, do you have any parting thoughts you want to share with the audience mm, as we wrap? I, uh, I would like to, to thank you both mm. guys for, for having this space. Mm. I think it's very, very interesting. I listen to, to your podcast a lot, a lot nice. so I'm very, I'm very happy to, to be in here, to also be um, able to tell my story. Mm. Um, it, it, it has been amazing to move from Chile to the US, a lot of uh, companies want to mm. to do that and very experiencing this is also very very nice and now that i'm making the the travel of my life i'm also very happy for that mm. so thank thank you very much yeah. for letting me thank tell you. my story yeah no thank you for being mm. here